My name is Jen Mohn. I'm the Cash Management Specialist here at Northwestern Bank. I spent 15 years at a large national bank and Northwestern Bank is a great place to do business with because of the people and our customers are just so fun. Customizing the experience for each customer I work with is very easy because each customer is different. They have a different story, a different need. That's really why I love my job. Northwestern Bank, building stronger communities where people matter. Member FDIC. Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of Banker with a Beer presented by Northwestern Bank. Scott Montesano here across the way. We've got Jerry Keel from Northwestern Bank. Jerry, how's it going? You have a great day today, Scott. Well, here we go. I, I know you've brought along uh, royalty as our guest uh, today and of course uh, great beverages too. Well, we are honored today to have the one, the only, Allison Derryland here with us today and we're going to be having a great conversation. Uh, Alice is better known locally as uh, it's uh, Julia Nunes, right? That is correct. All right. And so she's from Chippewa Falls, which is a great honor for our community. Uh, but we're going to explore a little bit about her role as Alice and we're going to be enjoying a beverage. Now, Alice uh, doesn't have, can't drink alcohol, so but we are going to have a Wisconsin beverage that is uh, applicable for her. So she's going to be enjoying a uh, sparkling white grape juice from Moldesheim Winery by Prairie du Sac. Scott and I, however, are going to be going on the um, more uh, traditional, also Wisconsin agricultural product area of beer, and we're going to be having a Badger Porter from Sand Creek Brewing in uh Black River Falls. So I'll open the beverages and you can bring Alice on board. Sounds good. Well, well, well why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself here? I, a lot of people have heard a lot of the story. You, you've been in your position for a while, but for those who maybe aren't as familiar and it's you're always reaching somebody new. Yes. So my name is Julia Nunes and I'm currently serving Wisconsin as the 73rd Alice in Dairyland. And as stated earlier, I am right from right here in Chippewa Falls, grew up on a dairy farm just north of town where working with my family, my three sisters was something that we did every single day, taking care of our animals, feeding calves and milking cows were some of my daily responsibilities. And I became Alice in Dairyland in early July I I started as the 73rd Alice so it's been almost a year. Now it was funny Jerry and I were talking before you arrived and uh, I've heard of Alice in Dairyland I, I've heard that but I'm not from Wisconsin. For people that are not as familiar with what it is what is Alice in Dairyland? Yes, great question. Alice in Dairyland is a representative for Wisconsin agriculture, and it is a full-time position, and I'm employed by the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. So as Alice, I get to travel the state, explore Wisconsin agriculture, and I talk about everything from the dairy industry to ginseng to cranberries. So I get to learn about it all, and then I, and I share it with people on radio interviews, TV interviews. I write articles and blog posts, and I'm on social media. So it's a very interesting position. Well, here we go. The beverages have been uh, poured, and here we go. Oh, Jerry, for you and I, that is very thick, <laughs> and it's very good. And, and, Julie, I would assume yours is very oh, tasty. mine is delicious. It reminds me of Thanksgiving dinner when I was a kid. We used to fight over the sparkling grape juice. So this is a real treat. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll touch on a lot of things here in the next uh, 25 or so so minutes. But a reminder for everybody, this is, again, the, the second year because uh, 
because of the pandemic, there was not a new one crowned this year, correct? That is correct. The finals for the 74th Allison Dairyland, they were canceled. They were set to be held in May of 2021. So those have been canceled, and they've asked me to stay on an additional year. So I will become the 74th Allison Dairyland uh, sometime in late June, early July. So I'm excited to serve two terms, and hopefully I'll be able to do some of the things I missed out on on my first year during the second well, that's a great segue into my next question. So everything in the last year has a COVID perspective. Certainly the position of Alice has also been hugely impacted. What in a normal year do you do? What has been canceled because of it? And what hopefully will you be able to do under your 74th year reign? <laughs> <laughs> There's, this year has definitely been different. And Alice is a, it's a public relations position. So a lot of my job changed during COVID, so there was there wasn't a lot of events, there wasn't a lot of places to go. Um, people couldn't, I couldn't go on many industry tours to really learn more about Wisconsin agriculture. So next year, I'm really hoping that there will be a Wisconsin State Fair and a World Dairy Expo down in Madison. Some of those big events that many former Allison Dairylands have said, "Oh, that's something I'll remember for the rest of my life." Those big events, I'm I'm kind of have I've my fingers crossed that those will happen, but. What COVID looked like for me was a lot of time at home. I, I did a lot of things virtually, as you can imagine, a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of videoing things. Um, I created a cooking video segment that I did from my parents' home, and that was a fun way for people to kind of get to know me a little bit more and include something that I love doing is, is cooking and using some Wisconsin products, that showing them people how they can use them in their own homes. So. It was a, a different year for me. Well, have, even doing this podcast, which we're, we're doing in person, have you had many opportunities at all to actually do many in-person events? Not not very many. In the beginning of my term, I did some industry tours, which was very nice. I got to kind of get out, explore a little bit. But around the 1st of November, I everything was virtual. I was um, working from home completely, didn't, didn't do many events. And then just in the past month or so, it's kind of opened back up. I've been able to get back out on the road and do some media interviews in person, which is a big change for me because doing an in-person TV interview is a lot different than doing it over Zoom. So that's been nice. So growing up on a dairy farm and, and doing, and, and I think that, that appears to be a prerequisite for being an Alice. I mean, I, I don't know of anyone who has come from an urban environment and is Alice. Am I correct on that or not necessarily? There has been some Alice's that have come from urban environments, but having an understanding of agriculture is definitely important. And I grew up on the dairy farm, so agriculture has always been a huge part of my life. And I went to school at the University of Minnesota, graduated in the spring of 2019 with degrees in agriculture. So it's something I went to school for. And then I learned what Allison Dairy Lind was when I was about 10 years old. Chippewa County actually hosted the 60th Allison Dairyland competition. So my mom was on the planning committee and we got to, as my sisters and I, we got to meet the top candidates and kind of understand what Allison Dairyland was. And ever since then, it's been very fun um, having her as a role model and finding her at different events, whether it be the State Fair or World Dairy Expo. So I've kind of been watching her for a long time, but I didn't really think that I would be Alice. So it's kind of a surreal experience. Well, that is fun. I've got to tease you a little bit, though. So you said University of Minnesota. So I mean, were you like going to like uh, River Falls and like miss the exit and just kind of kept going? <laughs> or or how, how is that? You know, I thought being full, you know, uh, I, wait more, 
red and white Wisconsin. That's not quite there. I mean, Goldie the Gopher doesn't quite have an Alice. I did. I did jump the border for for college, and I am a Gopher. But I I will cheer for the Packers, which I think is the most important thing that people will really get on my tail if I cheered for a different team. But I, I did go to school over there. Um, the, the dairy judging coach there really recruited me hard, and and I loved my time at the University of Minnesota. It's a great agriculture school, but. I know that the UW has a great system as well. Now, have have your friends who are from U of M, do they have any idea what Alice was all about? Yes. So actually, one of my um, sorority sisters was Alice. She was the 70th Alice in Dairyland. So it's kind of a small world how that works. So And, and there is a lot of people who I went to the school at the University of Minnesota with who are from Wisconsin. So that was kind of nice to have some, some Wisconsinites over the border. What did you do to, to train or practice? For the competition. <laughs> That's a great question. So becoming Alice in Dairyland is a very intense job interview, you could say. Probably the most intense job interview I'll ever have, hopefully. Um, so the process starts, you submit an application, and then you have the first round of interviews. After those first round, six women are selected as the top candidates for Alice in Dairyland. And once you are told that you're a top candidate, that you... You go through the preliminaries, and they kind of let you know, oh, here's the materials you need to prepare for the finals, which are in a few months. And as a top candidate, you prepare a final speech, you prepare uh, media campaigns, you do a mock TV interview, a mock radio interview, um, a lot of these different pieces that really help the judges evaluate us and see who would be the best Alice. And I think that is probably what prepared me the most for being Alice in Darien, is just the experience of being a top candidate through that, we were able to do some online virtual classes, and we had industry professionals come in who talked to us about growing cranberries, which is a huge industry here in Wisconsin. So that's probably the thing that really prepared me the most was just being a top candidate because they really do all they can to prepare you for being Alice. And even though they couldn't prepare me for doing everything virtually, that's probably where I learned the most of my skills. Any idea how many um, folks apply to be uh, Alice in a given year? Uh, I'm not sure they don't disclose that to us. Okay. Favorite memories you've had so far? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, one of my favorite things has definitely been the industry tours that I have got to go on, meeting the people who produce all these products that we grow here in Wisconsin. That's my favorite thing because every farm you go to is completely different. Everyone has a different story and everyone has a different reason why they've been doing this, why they are passionate about growing these crops or producing different things. So that's probably my favorite thing is just everyone's always so welcoming and everyone has a different story. But my the next favorite thing is probably getting to film a farm tour video on my family's dairy farm. Um, and the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, the organization, really helped us film that video. And that was a couple of crazy days uh, at home with cameras. And you're not used to being followed around with cameras when you're on the dairy farm. But that was a, a great experience, and I, I loved doing that with my parents. Well, speaking of your parents, and you have sisters, uh, how are they treating you differently now that you're <laughs> Alice? I mean, do they, are they bowing or curtsying going on, or how, how are they interacting with you on a day-to-day level? Um, it's, it's pretty much the same, uh, especially me spending a lot of time at home from November until the end of February. Um, I would be Alice one minute, and the next minute I would be outside in the barn because they needed help in the afternoon. So not nothing too crazy. Uh, my parents do say that they learned a lot about Wisconsin agriculture 
while I was a, in a top candidate because I would say, hey, mom, here's my flashcards. Quiz me about the dairy industry. So she would kind of quiz me and my dad would say, oh, I didn't realize we produced 60% of the nation's cranberries. And I wish I knew more about that stuff so then I could kind of be an advocate myself. So no pun intended. Right. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've learned along with me. And I think that they're very proud of me, my sisters and my parents as well. So what sort of variety of agricultural products do you promote? I mean, is it, is it everything that's grown in the state of Wisconsin? You're talking even like like timber and the whole thing, or, or are there some specific industries that you focus on? Yes, so I promote anything and everything, Wisconsin agriculture or agribusinesses, and working with the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection, I also promote the Something Special from Wisconsin program, which is a program of um, Wisconsin agribusinesses. So anything and everything, there are some products that I probably promote a little bit more than others, just because uh, they are Wisconsin's number one products. Let's see if I can remember all of them. There's cheese, um, mink pelts, dry whey, cranberries, ginseng, snap beans, corn silage. That might be it. Now, so, how about something like, like hemp? Would that be something that would fall under your yes. rain as well? So I've been to, uh, I toured a hemp farm uh, earlier this year and actually worked for a hemp farm after graduating from college. So I promote that. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of hemp promotion just because it's, I don't know, it's a little bit of a different market to promote, but I'm, I promote every, anything and everything Wisconsin agriculture. Beer. So we're having beer, and obviously I know like Wollersheim, um, our, your sparkling grape juice, is a vineyard in you know south central Wisconsin, and they grow the grapes there. That's an agriculture product. Do you um, engage much with the the beverage industry, specifically those industries. I'd love to get more into that. I have been able to visit some different wineries and breweries, and that's something that I love to do in my free time is see those local craft breweries. It's always something a little bit different. So I'd love to get more into that. And, and one thing that people might not know is that they can invite me to come tour their, their business or their farm and things like that. So I love getting invitations, especially from up in our area, because that's where I'm from, and I'd love to give Chippewa Eau Claire area a little more shout outs more often because I am biased, I will say. But um, yeah, I, I love exploring that because that is a part of agriculture. The wheat, the barley, the grapes that go into producing some of our favorite beverages. Now from doing some of my research, I think you're the first Alice, not only from Chippewa Falls, from, from the Chippewa Valley. Am I, tr- am I correct to that or no? No, you okay. are you are incorrect. I'm, so the first Alice from Chippewa Falls was number six in 1953. Really? Mary Ellen Jenks, right from Chippewa Falls. And I think there was another one from the Chippewa Valley, and I would need to get my book out. But there was one from Chippewa Falls for sure, and she was number six. I got to meet her once, actually. Um, When I was serving as the Northern Wisconsin State Fair's Ferris of the Fair, I went to the 70th Alice in Dairyland Finals, and she was there, and I went up and I said, I'm from Chippewa Falls, and I got to meet her real quick. So there has been one since from Chippewa Falls, but I don't think there has been one to serve for two terms, so I will be the first to serve for two years and have two different titles. Before we continue on, uh, Jerry, a reminder of the beverages. Well, Scott and I are enjoying a malted beverage from uh, Sand Creek Brewing Company in Black River Falls, a Badger Porter. It's going down well. And Alice, a.k.a. Julia, is enjoying a sparkling white grape juice from Wildersheim Winery in Prairie du Sac. Things people maybe misunderstand 
about Alice in Dairyland? <laughs> okay, so people often think of me as a princess. And um, people will correct you, former Alice's will correct you, I'm an agriculture professional, and I, I don't do a lot of parades and things like that. If I come to an event, I want to be able to speak at it and to share my message about Wisconsin agriculture, about how hard farmers are working to produce these high-quality products, not only for people in Wisconsin, but for people in the Midwest, in the whole country, and around the world. We export agricultural products to over 150 countries. So that's probably one of the biggest things that people might misunderstand is that I'm not a princess, even though I look like a princess. I, I have a sash, I have a tiara, and that's really just to, to gain attention. If I go to the state fair, I'll wear the tiara, mostly so people come up to me and they say, Hi, who are you? Tell me about yourself. And I'll say, I'm a representative for agriculture. And then I'll kind of, it's a, it's a way to get my foot in the door, I suppose. So that's probably the biggest thing that people might not know about the Alice Dairyland program. I have to ask this, uh, have you ever forgotten the sash? Because you've got the sash on right now. <laughs> I have. I don't think I've forgotten the sash. Sometimes when I'm in the car, I'll take it off and then I'll jump out at my favorite cheese shop and I don't have the sash on. But that's kind of a, the thing that really makes people know who you are is the co sash. 180 <laughs> degrees, do you feel as though you're naked if you don't have the sash then? Yes. If I'm, if I'm out and about as Alice, I will always have a sash on. And if I'm at a very public event, then I'll have the tiara on as well. Now, does Alice have a set schedule of events, or are like this event clearly isn't on your total agenda? I just uh, requested, actually, I talked to your mom, <laughs> that she said we have to go through Madison, which I did. I went through the process, and they were just delightful, and, and I was uh, happy that you were willing to, to join us, especially with the event that promotes beer. But uh, that being said, uh, how much of your schedule is kind of preset and how much of yours, if someone has a event that they'd like to have you present at, what's the process in a normal year? Yes. So there's not a whole lot that's set on my schedule. Some of those big events like county fair season, we'll try to get as many of those county fairs in as possible just so I can get out and about, get to different parts of the state. Um, the state fair, World Dairy Expo, and then the Alice in Dairyland finals and that process. Those are probably some of the main things that are set on my calendar. Otherwise, it fills up with people submitting requests just like you did, wanting me to come to an event, wanting me to speak in a classroom or speak at a Kiwanis Club meeting. So that's really how my schedule fills up and, and it makes it very interesting because sometimes you'll get to do things that other analysts haven't done and sometimes it's an event that happens every single year. So, And I like that. I like the variety of that. So it, it, you talked about previous Alice's you've talked to. What's kind of the coolest thing that an Alice has ever done that you're aware of? Oh, wow. Every year is so different. So that's a really tough question. I would say I just did a, and an, during the month of March, March is Women's History Month. So I was, I did some research and I reached out to a lot of former Alice's and was able to learn more about what their year was like. And I was, I was taken aback at just how far their reach was. And some Alice's talked about how they delivered cheese to Richard Nixon and they went out to California and were in the Rose, per Rose Bowl parade and things like that. So Alice in the beginning really traveled the whole nation tr uh, promoting Wisconsin agriculture and the dairy industry because it is so prevalent. So it's, it's kind of interesting for me since most of my travel takes place in Wisconsin and, and sometimes I get out and about to cross state lines here and there. But any, any international travel to uh, Alice historically? I, I think there has been some. I don't know any for sure, but 
in the past, in in the early years, she traveled everywhere, and it, and that's something that I wish I could have, wish I could tr time travel back just to see how that was, just to watch it, because that would be very interesting. Obviously, as we've discussed here, you're you're more than just the dairy industry, that's evolved, but your favorite dairy product. Oh, that's a oh, that's just the hardest question. I would say, mm, my goodness. Uh, I love butter. You can put butter on anything. That's probably one of my favorite products. And if you don't have it in a recipe, then it's not as good. But cheese is probably also... I mean, I could say any of them because I could pick all dairy products. There isn't one that I don't like. She actually paused for a moment <laughs> to give an answer. The only reason I know that is you've done a lot of interviews. Being a broadcaster myself, you've got answers already in your head. Had you never been asked that before? I think I get asked that almost <laughs> all the time, but my answer changes so much. It probably depends on if I had lunch or what I ate for breakfast. So There we go. There's the good PR answer. <laughs> out, out, outstanding. And, and, and for people that, as you said, this is, this is a full-time job. So what happens post-Alice in Dairyland? That has also been a popular question lately, and I tell people, hey, I have a year left. <laughs> I don't need to know what's next for me, but I know I'm going to stay involved in agriculture. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would love to – oh, that's – I haven't been asked that. I've been asked what is next. I haven't been asked what do you want to do. Um, I want to stay involved in agriculture. I do love cheese. I spent a summer working for a cheese creamery, and that's where I really learned to love cheese, learned to love talking about cheese pairings and what you can do. So I'd love to work for a cheese company, but I guess we'll see. A lot of different analysts have had opportunities present themselves near the end of their reign, so only time will tell for me. So you're from Chippewa Falls. Mm -hmm. You went to school in the cities. At this point, do you find yourself, I mean, would you want to go back to a farm and, and work on a farm, or... Maybe not so much. What's that connection, do you think, going to be going forward other than just working in the industry? That's a really tough question because I really did love growing up on the farm. I love visiting the farm and being there with my family just because there's so many memories that I've made there. And I know how hard it is to, to own a farm and run it. But I don't think that that is something that I want to do. I really enjoy having weekends off. <laughs> Um, and farming is a 24 hours a day, 306, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It never ends. And I think I'd love to stay connected in some way, shape, or form. If I do go back to the farm, I'd love to look into the possibility of kind of making it its own separate business, whether it's putting in a milk bottling facility on my family's farm. or, or We've explored that a little bit, but I'm not quite sure how cl close I want to be connected. But I do love the farm. Here's a tough question for you. Okay. okay. So part of it, you know, the, the role of Alice has evolved over the years in terms of what it's done. And you've mentioned before about what previous Alice alum have done to the program. What do you think of the relevancy of Alice going forward? And do you think it will evolve so it will be more than, than simply uh, young ladies? I That's a great question. And I think right now Alice is more important than ever, I feel like. Right now I think people are becoming more curious about where their food comes from. You see people putting in their own gardens and trying to find really locally produced food. And that's what Alice, that's what she represents. She represents Wisconsin businesses and locally produced food. But she also represents some industries that it's hard to grow in your backyard. It's hard to have a cow in your backyard. So I think that Alice can really work to help connect the food eaters, all of us, to our agricultural roots. Because as we 
as time goes on, a lot of us are growing further connected from our agricultural roots, our farms. Not many people can say their grandparents live on a farm and things like that. So I think Alice can really be that be there to connect people and to show them all the different agricultural products that we produce. And if, as a part of your other question about if it will grow Alex to in Dairyland, yeah. Um, <laughs> that is not a question for me. I'm not quite sure what the program will look like here in 10, 5, 15 years. So only time will tell for that, but it, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if that does happen. Now you mentioned something about a, a connection. Of, obviously, you're here to support the dairy industry, but I, you, you mentioned something which, which to me, found intriguing, uh, where not only do our, in Wisconsin, we have a climate that allows us to grow things, not, certainly not year-round, but we've got good, good, in summertime, we have good soil, we have rain, we have sunshine, those sorts of things. People do a lot of gardens in their own backyard. Could you see the position of Alice also growing to promote people uh, growing things and uh, having their own small um, businesses in their backyard as they do right now and then selling these like at a farmer's market and things like that? Do I think Alice would be like promote that type of? Yeah, totally. in general. Yeah, I think that Alice, as Alice in Dairyland, I really just want people to be aware of agriculture and kind of develop a love for it again. Not many people know much about agriculture or understand how to produce their own food. So if more people get into that, I would love to promote that just because I think any type of agriculture, I represent it. And then vegetables, anything, it's a huge part of agriculture. Because in Wisconsin, one of the things that have grown huge in the last decade or so is this, you know, farm to table or farm to fork kind of issue. And which I think is something that in Wisconsin, we can uniquely do. I mean, in Arizona, you know, I don't, you just simply that isn't an option, but uh, for those of us here in uh, farming country, that you can really get people that can be incredibly fresh, literally be picked and on your plate within hours, uh, it gives a whole different experience. Yeah, it does. And I think anytime anyone can, like I said, it can be a part of agriculture, get their hands in the dirt is a good experience. We discussed a little earlier, you've had a little bit of a longer stay than most Alice and Dairy Lands have had. So with that in mind, and this goes for almost anybody that goes into any position, but yours is steeped in a lot of tradition. How much do you want to and try to chart a new course in certain things while at the same time maintaining the path that the 70 plus before you had already set? Mm, that's a great question. I think that COVID has really kind of allowed me to kind of go outside my comfort zone, kind of change the way that the Alice program has looked. Where I don't want to take away from tradition, I have been able to do different things while being at home, um, focusing on social media, really trying to amp up my game and focus on extending my reach virtually has been something that I've been able to do. And hopefully more Alice's in the future will be able to do that because I think that the online platform is the way you're going to reach more people. So I feel lucky that I've been able to do that, kind of had a little bit of extra time. But I don't want to take away from tradition. There are some things that every Alice gets to do that I want to do that I didn't wasn't able to do during 2020. So we'll see what happens. But I, I, I love the program, and I've looked up to Alice for a long time, and hopefully other youth and youth in agriculture will look up to me in the way that I did and Hopefully, the program will continue on for another 75 years. Another question. How many times do your friends ask to either wear the sash or the tiara? 
How many times do they ask if I wear? No, how many times do they ask? Oh. Hey, can I wear the tiara? Can I put the sash on? Not many people have really? asked. No, um, maybe some little girls at events, which is hard to say no to. Um, but not not many of my friends or parents or sisters have, have wanted to try it on. It's kind of heavy. Either they're not fun or they're much more mature than I would be. <laughs> so like, ah, you got the sashes hanging there in the, the closet. Can you bring it out? <laughs> Do you, so I'm sensing, though, you feel obviously this, I won't say weight, but certainly the sense of responsibility of the whole ALICE program. And I mean, how much of, that must be a balancing act of, of honoring the tradition as opposed to bring, keeping ALICE relevant and moving forward and making, keeping the position relevant for the 21st century. How do you strike that balance? It is a balance, and I, and I want to... Like you said, keep the position relevant. I want to be fun. I want people to want to watch my content and follow me on social media. But I also want to honor the 72 women who have come before me. So it is a balancing act, and I try to reach out to the former analysts and see, hey, do you like do you like the content I'm producing? Do you think I'm doing a good job? Is there anything I could do better? Which is really nice because they're all there to support me and to give me feedback, and, and it's nice to talk with them and say, hey, what did you do during your analyst year? 13 years ago. Can you tell me about how that's changed and wh what you wish you did more of, things like that. So it's nice to kind of have that support system. Jerry, we're just about done uh, the beverage we had this uh, today. Well, we had two beverages. Uh, Alice Julia has enjoyed the Wollersheim Winery Sparkling White Grape Juice. That's a Wisconsin grape product. And Scott, you and I have enjoyed, uh, Sam from Sand Creek Brewery, the Badger Porter. This has been very, very tasty, and uh, I mean, I haven't been able to finish mine. This is a, a very high-octane beverage. I do my best for you, Scott. <laughs> Outstanding. And, and that brings up another question, by the way. Before we go, how many times do people call you Alice? People call me Alice all the time, and I will respond to Alice or Julia. And if anyone listening wants to learn more about the Alice in Dairyland program, they can do so on aliceindairyland.com. Or follow me on social media. Just search Alice in Dairyland on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you use. And click that like or follow button and you'll be able to stay tuned with all of my adventures. Thank you very much for this week's edition of Bank of the Beer presented by Northwestern Bank.